Today, the Universal Church celebrates the solemnity of Christ the King or Christ King of the Universe. The solemnity for me has a very special spot in my heart. As we just are wrapping up the liturgical year <coughs> after all these weeks of ordinary time, a time in which we begin to inventory our lives to see how we've been as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. For me, especially, it's kind of a boring time because it's just reminder, reminder, reminder. And then we get to Christ the King, the end of this liturgical calendar year where we come and celebrate such a momentous and joyous occasion together as a family. But today, as we end our liturgical year, we're presented with a very poignant and reflexive question to see how we've been doing throughout ordinary time. And the question is, is Jesus the king of our lives? Is Jesus the king of your and my life? To help put this in perspective, I want to use the analogy of a home. As parents with kids, you know there's always things laying around. I know even for me, when I was coming back home from seminary, especially for the week of Thanksgiving, I'd go home and just empty my suitcase out into my, my room. My mother would walk in petrified, wondering, what are you doing? You just got home, and now your room is a mess. But that was the room in my house where I didn't want my mother to see. I would try to hide it in different ways where she couldn't see it. At least when she would walk in, it looked clean and organized. So in our own spiritual life, in the house of our hearts, what is the crevice or the cavity or the room in our hearts that we've hide or hid all these things from the Lord? Because when he enters into our hearts, He's permitted to enter the living room, the dining room, the kitchen. But is he the king of the complete heart, the complete house of our spiritual being? Or are there a closet or multiple closets in our lives, in our hearts, and in our house that we have skeletons hiding from? That we have hidden skeletons or we've hidden the trash of our life in that room? and keeping the Lord from entering into those parts of our lives. My dear brothers and sisters, when we reflect on the question, is Jesus Christ the king of our lives? We're asking ourselves, is there places in our hearts that we're preventing Jesus from entering into? Some may say, yes, Father, my whole heart is available, is open to the Lord. My heart is available. My house is so clean, so prepared, so nice and neat that he can enter into all the different parts of our house. But we're remembered and invited today to really reflect very carefully. Because we are reminded very much so that Jesus came to witness to the truth. We see Pilate ask Jesus, Lord, are you king of the Jews? This question he poses is an answer, but yet also an unsurety. 
And that's why, that's why Jesus throws back at him, did you hear this or did you come to the conclusion of it? This truth in which Jesus is speaking of is that of love and of justice. You may be thinking, okay, Father, it's love, it's justice. But there's a, there's a specific and special nuance we have to look very carefully. Because when we say love and justice, it doesn't mean what is convenient and what is easy. We see throughout Jesus' ministry, he loves everyone, especially those who were persecuting him, those who hate him, those who are judgmental to him, and those who are different from him. So my dear brothers and sisters, who are these people that are different from us? Who are these people that are unlovable in our losses? Sometimes it's your husband, sometimes it's your wife. Sometimes it's even your children that are unlovable. But we're reminded again and again, the truth is he came to love everyone and to model that love for each and every one of us. So is that a dark place in our life that we are hiding from? That we are hiding from and hiding away from? Because it's difficult to do. It's something I don't want to do. I just want to love those that are lovable, those that agree with me, those that look like I do, but not those who don't or look different. The second thing, if he becomes the king of our hearts, it requires us not to just think about it or just to act like we know it. Because those are theoretical doctrine. If we are supposed to have Jesus enter into our hearts and become king of our hearts, it requires us to put that teaching into action. Into action, my dear brothers and sisters. It's not just words that we teach. It's not words that we hold. It's not something that we just do because I have to. Just as children you gather here at church, are you putting into practice or are you sitting here in church because if I go home, mom and dad is going to ask me if I showed up to mass. Or if I don't go to mass, my mom is going to nag me all afternoon and I'm going to have to play and listen to her nag and I can't play my video games. Because if we truly are loving and truly are the sons and daughters of Christ and are letting Christ become king in our lives, it requires us to put it into practice. And finally, the faithful to the gospel. If you watch any Judge Judy or any typical courtroom, you know that they make the oath of, I will speak the truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. I'm not going to look at just the validity of that oath. I just want to look at the words that they are saying. I speak nothing but the truth, so help me God. How many times do we live and live out faithfully the gospel message? The whole gospel message, my dear brothers and sisters, not the gospel message we want to hear. 
the gospel message that is comfortable for you and I, the gospel message that fits my agenda, the whole gospel and nothing but the gospel, so help me, God. Are we living out that whole gospel message? Very simply, we all say or we all profess and believe that we are pro-life and we should be pro-life. But how many, my dear brothers and sisters, know the complete and full teaching of the Catholic Church? Because if we are pro-life, no abortions. But pro-life does not stop at abortion, period. It's from natural, from conception to natural death. That natural death includes death as an elderly person. But my dear brothers and sisters, sometimes we segregate everything and we choose what we want to believe. I am pro-life, but euthanasia is perfectly acceptable. If I am old, I have the right to choose when I want to die. I have the right to take my life when it's fitting, when I don't want to sacrifice, when I don't want to endure suffering for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We live and believe the whole gospel, the complete whole gospel, my dear brothers and sisters. And we're asked from natural conception to natural death. But we choose and pick what we want to hear. We choose and select the truth, my dear brothers and sisters, to accept, to embrace. So are we really following Jesus Christ? Is he really the king of our hearts and the king of our lives? Or are there truly closets in our life that we're hiding from and hiding from Jesus? Because as Christians, Jesus Christ is the only way and the only thing that we have to hold on to and should be the only thing we hold on to. Because in holding on to and making him the king of our hearts, the king of our lives, all these things will begin to change us, to make us better, to give us purpose, mission, and drive in our lives to continue the good fight, to live the life we're called to be, my dear brothers and sisters. Because so many of us walk around this world wondering, what am I meant to do? Where is my life going? And what am I going to do tomorrow? But when we have Jesus Christ as the king of our hearts, the king of our lives, he will tell you exactly what to do. He will show you where to go, and he will show you the purpose, meaning, and love for your life, my dear brothers and sisters. But the question that leads for us today is will we end up owning to this truth and striving to live the whole of the truth? Or will we try to defend our undecisiveness like Pilate at the end of our lives?